This is Podflix, an episode of Miniflix 34 for the second time. This is Willie. This is Paul. This is Nish. So, should we just like fess up here? What's going on? Yep. I uh, the, what what what's going on is I done goofed and apparently when you talk into the microphone you should record it if you want people to hear it later and I missed That is important. Yeah, that, that that's like a key part of podcasting that I just you know, plum forgot last time. When, when you think we would have learned by now. <laughs> Why don't you just fix it in post, man? Just like do your lines again. Yeah. Yeah, I could do, or, or different lines that would work with your reactions. Um, yeah, we, we, we didn't record the whole episode last time. So we're going to try it again. Um, so once more with feeling, guys. Come on, this, let's really nail this one. This will be right. interesting because I've already asked you all my questions. Well, I wasn't but. really paying attention the first time, so you can ask me again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so look, I watched The King of Staten Island. You guys know this already, but um, I have done a little extra homework since we recorded last night. Oh, and something exciting. I, yeah, I figured out a little extra flavor to today's conversation. So um, there's apparently some controversy around this movie. Now, I told you guys once that Pete Davidson is kind of this polarizing guy. The movie stars Pete Davidson, Bill Burr, Marissa Tomei, and Belle Pally are kind of the four main characters. But um, similar to what happened to Trolls, is this was actually a video on demand released directly <laughs> to video on demand. All right. I was, I was wondering where this was going. It's like, of course, this is much like Trolls. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean... <laughs> apparently that was the plan for this movie all along it was always going to be replaced uh, on uh put out excuse me on video on demand wait we're, we're talking about trolls world tour right not, not the original yeah. tours. let's 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 get our movie straight here and um <laughs> you don't mess somebody, with the troll that's right somebody in universal pictures didn't like get the memo and sold it to a hundred theaters oh shit and a fuck ton of people bought tickets to go see it open on this past Thursday night. Really? And then, like, Judd Apatow had to, like, take to Twitter and be like, yeah, yeah, that's, there's, it's not coming to theaters, guys. And they're like, but I have my tickets. And he's like, it's not showing in theaters. So. To what theater could you buy tickets right now? Well, one example is the Warwick Drive-In. They had it. It was supposed to play there. Ah, uh, drive-ins. Uh, okay. Drive-in. Little, little, yeah. You can socially okay. distance at a drive-in. There are a hundred theaters in the U.S. and pretty much all of them will order this movie because it's kind of one of the few that are being kind of punted out there, right? Yeah, so, or, or, or not, as the case may be. <laughs> so you know, in addition to that, this is a Pete Davidson movie, and a lot of the reviews I read, you know, say if you like Pete Davidson, you'll like this movie. If you don't, you won't. And in general, people find Pete Davidson a pretty polarizing guy. I'm curious, Nish. What, what's your take on Pete Davidson? Uh, it's it's interesting. I I do think you're right that people find him polarizing. I don't. I don't. I don't particularly like him. Like I don't think he's like the funniest guy in the world. But I bear him no real ill will. I I feel like I'm a little sympathetic towards him as a person because he seems to have mental health struggles, and you know that that must kind of be hard to be in the limelight, although that's obviously of his own choosing and to kind of be dealing with that very publicly. So, you mm-hmm. know, I, I wish him the best, I suppose, but he is not, uh, he's, he's not, a, you know, I, I, I don't find him extremely funny or anything like yeah. that. Paul, you're not an SNL guy, right? I, so I wouldn't imagine you've seen a lot of his stuff. Yeah, not that much. Um, so I'm like 
neutral to like cool on him. Like like if, if I'm gonna watch some like SNL, he comes on. In my mind, he's just kind of one of the guys who's not that funny on SNL, of which there's always like a few. Um, and that's kind of you know as much as I am familiar with him. I, I I'd say I'm just a little confused by his fame, and that um, I like SNL. I don't find any of his skits particularly like amazing. I watched his stand up; it was pretty unremarkable. But people seem to really love this guy, and I think some of it is um, he's really self deprecating, and he's like he has this interesting story, which is manifested in this movie. It's kind of a love note to his own personal story is that when he was a kid, his dad was a firefighter that died in nine 11. So this movie in a lot of ways is like an homage to his mom who, who raised him as a single mom. And um, it dives in and explores a lot into that, like dealing with those issues and, and trying to explore those feelings as somebody that's now a young adult in their early twenties whose father made the choice to uh, risk his life for other humans as opposed to, you know, uh, being a little selfish and being around for his kid's graduation and baseball games and all that stuff. So, um, you know, I find I found we didn't talk about this the first time, but, you know, one of the I think there's somebody for everybody to relate to in this movie, first and foremost. But I think, Paul, you would actually like um a lot of Pete Davidson's character in this movie. Cause remember when we were in our early twenties, we were, we were kind of fuck ups that moved back in with our parents and we're trying to figure stuff out and watching this, you wanted to shake the character and be like, grow up, man, go get a fucking job. Yep. And like, and like most kids in their twenties, that's all it takes to snap them out of it. Right. Exactly. Oh, it's oh. like, we, we, we sound very much like three guys in our forties right now. <laughs> <laughs> Snap out of it. 20 something. Go get a Let's job. Go get a job. Cut your damn um, hair. <laughs> I will say the, the real star of this movie was Bill Burr's mustache. Um, <laughs> awesome. Have you guys seen any stills or any of any, of, I've, like I've, any clips from this or I've seen the trailer and it definitely was like, like my like thought process was definitely like, that's an awesome mustache. And then like a second later, is that Bill Burr? Is that Bill Burr with a mustache? And then it's like, it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bill Burr to me is like, so what I said uh, in the beginning is um, I think that there's a character everybody can relate to here, depending on the time of your life. So like we're in our forties. So I, I kind of relate to Bill Burr as a single dad. That's in his, he's probably in his mid to late forties in this movie. Right. Or the single mom or, uh, the kid or um, you know the girlfriend that's trying to figure this thing out I, I think there I think there's somebody for everybody to relate to but I personally like every scene Bill Burr was in in this movie like he stole the scene and I thought he was just phenomenal and I was taken quite off guard that he was such a good actor I just yeah, looked at him as a comedian you know good for I, him yeah. I, I, I did want to see what you guys were talking about so I googled it real fast and the first link that came up was Bill Burr talks about growing a mustache and learning how to act. So <laughs> there you go. Where did he learn how to act? That's the question. From the mustache. I think that much is clear. Yeah. Um, Marissa Tomei was awesome in this movie, as always. Although She's she, great. Was, yeah. she was kind of a smaller part. Movie takes place in Staten Island. She throws the Staten Island accent on well, like a, a well-worn glove. No problem. Um and I think the other thing just to talk about is this is a Judd Apatow movie, right? Right. 
So, there's, so there's <laughs> there are a few hallmarks of a Judd Apatow movie. Does this one have them? Is it is it overlong with a lot of improvisation that kind of like is fitfully funny, but it kind of depends on who's doing it. No. Okay. Uh, Pete Davidson did. I definitely would did not like ad lib a lot. I have a feeling Bill Burr did. There's just okay. scenes where like he's ranting. Right. And okay. you know, that's just basically like, yeah, all right, Bill Burr, like do your thing. Yeah. Just to just rant for a while. We'll see what we get. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause um, Judd Apatow definitely does a lot of that. And you know, sometimes it makes for some really funny scenes, but it also, in some of his movies, you kind of you find yourself wishing that like there was and that there had been an editor who was more heavily involved. Yeah, I mean, this just follows the basic structure for him, which is generally like you have a loser, and then eventually they become not a loser. Think of like, right. knocked up the the thirty year old virgin. Him also, forty uh, year old virgin. I think was maybe a little bit different. At least, at least Steve Carell isn't quite. It, it's it's not quite the same thing. I mean, I guess he's right. a loser in a certain way, but yeah, but definitely knocked up. Uh, Trainwreck, the one with Amy Schumer. Right. Um, I feel like there's another one, but yeah, this is 40, I mean, maybe to some degree with Paul Rudd's character. Right, right, right. So I mean, basically you like, this is one of those things. You have the loser to not loser arch where there's like growth for every single character in the movie. There's some self-sabotage at some point in the movie and then like they get their shit together and the movie wraps. Um yeah, I mean that's that that's kind of this movie in a in a nutshell. Um, I don't know. I don't know more to say about it, but but, but I haven't said already yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's not the worst formula. I, I will you know I will say that. Like I I don't mind most of those movies. I I do feel like there's like maybe a little bit of diminishing returns, and you know I like Paul Rudd. I like Amy Schumer. Like, I don't really have any feelings about Pete Davidson, as we've already said. Um, yeah. Is it a lot? Is it a lot of Pete Davidson in this movie? Like, is it kind of like, man, like, you know, every scene, it's like just, you know, a whole bunch of Pete Davidson. Or like, is there a fair amount of room for the supporting characters? There's a lot of supporting characters. One of the things I liked... Um... Uh, and and I watch interviews with Pete Davidson because he um, there was a scene where... Um, like light plot without giving out away anything is, you know, his father passes away when he's a kid and now he's an adult and his mom is dating for the first time in 17 years. And she chooses as the first boyfriend she's going to pick after her, you know, late husband, 17 years later, a fireman. And that's played by Bill Burr. Um, so at some point, you know, Pete Davidson finds himself drawn to the fireman and, and exploring that a little bit. And there's a, a bunch of scenes of him around other firemen and those were really genuine and really cool and played really well on screen. Uh, and something I found out later is a, a lot of the people in those scenes were actually his his real dads, like f like uh, former coworkers and stuff. Right, right. Because kind of famously, Pete Davidson's real dad was a firefighter and died in uh, responding to 9-11. Right. So he asked a lot of those guys. And apparently he was like wicked nervous to record those scenes. But as soon as like it started going and the guys just kind of started ribbing on him like they would normally like. Right, right. So those scenes played like really, really well. Um, and Bill Burr was, you know, Bill Burr got a lot of screen time. Um, his, the, the, the love interest, Belle Pally, got a lot of screen time. Um, was she good? And Jenna, she was. She, she was yeah. excellent. Good. Um, I don't know anything else she's been in. 
Um, no, me neither. And the other person who was actually like a sleeper that was really good is uh, Judd Apatow's daughter, played Pete Davidson's sister in this movie. Oh, uh, yeah. She's like in a lot of these movies, but I feel like, you know, she was much younger, obviously, and like yeah. this is 40 she's or always, whatever. Yeah. 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 She always played like the kid in those movies. Right, this one, right. she's a senior like a in high school yeah. and she's going to college and she's leaving college. And essentially she's been the buffer between, you know, Pete Davidson and his mom. And now that she's gone, there's no buffer and like. Plus a new boyfriend, so like bad behavior happens. Um, right, right, right. And there right. are times where she interjects herself back into the picture and always like, man, you're always fucking things up for everybody. But she was um, she was really solid. I was, I was surprised. So um, here's what I'll say about the movie is I, I think you guys should definitely see it. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was over two hours. I think it was two hours and 19 minutes long. Oof. I watched it in one straight shot. I wasn't bored during any point of the movie. There was no point that... Of course, there are these moments as people that are a little older where you're eye rolling and you're like, just get your shit together, man. It's not that hard. Um, but I was never like so frustrated with that main character or like hated him that I wanted to turn it off. And I really found Bill Burr um, and Marissa Tomei in particular like really appealing characters and, and script was tight and the, and the dialogue was tight and the, and the actors were And I like John Apatow movies. It's like I'm hard pressed to name one that I like. I really didn't like. So, yeah, if you like Judd Apatow, which I think you guys both do, um, mm-hmm. and you like some good character development, and this is not, um, although the formula for what happens in the movie is, um, you know, pretty cookie cutter for Judd Apatow, um, it has a different feel in a in a in a uh, more intimate way than, than I think you're used to. It's they don't go for the, they don't go for the cheap fucking laugh when things get uncomfortable. They, they actually live in the uncomfortable of this movie a little bit. That's cool. I mean, that's, that's at least something different does. Um, I assume the movie ends with him taking his rightful place as the King of Staten Island. <laughs> hence, hence the title <laughs> plot twist. Yeah. No. Julie uh, Julie Andrews comes and tells him that he was the secret king of Staten Island the whole time. Uh, I thought you were going to say he pulled the on the throne. He pulled a sword out of the dump and he got to be <laughs> king of Staten Island. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, I was going. I went Princess Diaries instead. <laughs> I, w- I would give it some props if it ended that way. <laughs> <laughs> It's always nice to have one in the can. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. It's going to be one of those things where, like, it's going to be me, like, me watching, like, some, like, Christian Bale movie and going on about how great Christian Bale is. And then, like, we're going to have it in the can for, like, two years. And then when we finally put it out, it'll be like, you know, like, Christian Bale, like, it turned out he was a serial killer, right? Yeah, I was going to say. Like, it's like, <laughs> you're just like, I really... Dead. I really admire everything about the man. Like, I just kind of want to be like him. Do you you know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly. Jesus. (laughs) I ever send you guys a YouTube video of um, uh, drunk girls saying Christian Bale, and it's completely indistinguishable if they're saying Christian Bale or Kristen Bell when they're drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Christian Bale. That's awesome. <laughs> That's funny. That's really good. This is going to be great. I can already tell. I can too. Uh, you know, 
it, it occurs to me that I, I think like having to wrestle with like the audio for like three hours every time we used to record like primed us to be like just like giddy and like just fucking over it by the time we like <laughs> actually recorded. That's true. It did loosen us up, didn't it? Yeah. I don't know if you guys listened back to episode 0.5, but like the first 30 minutes, we were just like giggling. Like it was like <laughs> non-stop. It was like, Paul's like, this is Podflix. And me and Ish were like, hee <laughs> <laughs> That sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> we're talking at the microphones. <laughs> It only took six computers in four hours, but we worked it out. <laughs> we, we made we were it. Like, we were like that girl from the movie. Like, I'm nervous. I don't want to talk into the mic. <laughs> Nailed it. Now, now I got nervous again. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. It wasn't far <laughs> off with the way she was like plugging and unplugging audio wires. That's what it was like. Mm-hmm. like oh, switch to this computer for the sound effect. <laughs> I did have Paul. Do you remember that crazy patch panel I had in the front with everything like? Yeah, of course I did. Patch yeah. all over the place. It was like nuts out where everything was routed. Every single fucking. I think there was one week where you came over to our old condo, probably when we were on our honeymoon or something. You guys recorded, and I had to like label. I'm like blue ones into this hole. <laughs> like I do remember that. <laughs> you remember which hole the blue ones go in? <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always good to have one in the can. That's right. <laughs> Especially with the blue one. <laughs> I think we just release this. Is that yeah. fine? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Here's my thoughts. Pete Davidson, I feel nothing. Yep. <laughs>